Welcome to Fountain of Life Worship Center's podcast. We're glad you're here with us today. Today you will hear a message previously recorded from our pastor, youth pastor, or a guest speaker. Join us as we know God, grow in God, and go with God today. Let's jump into the message. Stop working, even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. You never stop. You never stop working. Never Waymaker, waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness, my God, that is who you are. Waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness, my God. That is who you are. Waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness, my God. That is who you are. Waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness, my God. That is who you are. As you're standing, if you would turn with me to James chapter 1. As you're turning there to this praise team not do a wonderful job. It's missing a few people this morning. We got one gentleman is enjoying life without a gallbladder this morning. Nate's home recuperating. We need to pray for him. Steph and Emma's not here this morning. Adam is preaching at Stone Branch Church of God. So let's be in prayer for him as he's getting ready to hit the pulpit and preach. So, uh, but James chapter one, verse one. James, a servant of God. And of the Lord Jesus Christ to the twelve tribes which are scattered abroad. My brethren, this is the craziest scripture in the Bible. Count it all joy when you fall into divers' temptations or various trials, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. But let patience have her perfect work that you may be perfect and entire wanting nothing that basically saying so you'll be complete you'll be mature you'll be finished lacking nothing if any of you are lacking wisdom let him ask of God that give it to all men liberally and unbraideth not and it shall be given but let him who ask in faith nothing wavering for he that wavereth is like a wave on the sea driven with the wind and tossed. For let no man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. A double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways. Let the brother of low degree rejoice that he is exalted. But the rich, in that he is made low, because as the flower of the grass shall pass away. For the sun is no sooner risen with a burning heat, But it withereth the grass, and the flower thereof falleth. And the grace of the fashion 
of it perisheth. So also shall the rich man fade away in his ways. Blessed is the man that endureth temptation. For when he is tried, he shall receive the crown of life, which the Lord hath promised to them that love him. Danny Napper, would you pray over the reading of the word this morning? Amen. Give somebody a high five. Tell them you're glad they're here. Growing in the fight. How many knows you're in a fight? <laughs> How many knows you're in a fight? If you don't, you better pinch yourself and make sure you're alive. Because we are in a fight. There are days that, man, it just seems like this is awesome. Nothing could go wrong, Rob. Until it does. 30 minutes later. The phone rings, the text message comes, the, 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 the kids walk in the door, the, whatever it may be. Everything turns in a moment. We're always in a fight. And if we don't learn to grow in the fight, <laughs> James just gave us a description of what happens. Count it all joy when you fall into divers' temptations, trials, fights. God never intended and God never made a way for us to stop our spiritual growth. God never intended on us to stop growing in Christ. We never are going to reach the pinnacle of that until we see him face to face. So until you draw your last breath, you are growing. And, or you're either, well, I hope you're growing. We should be growing. But God's purpose for every one of us in this room is that we, we grow and we become more and more every day like the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, again, none of us is going to reach that pinnacle on this earth. But we can strive to do those very things every single day. Our goal every day is to reflect him more and more and more and to reflect us less. Some of us, we fail miserably at times. Sometimes we become complacent in our spiritual growth and we see that in all facets of our life. When we become that way, we feel that we've reached a place where, Danny, we no longer need to grow or, or our walk with God is where it needs to be and should be and, and everything's okay. Listen to me. We cannot reach that place. We're always growing in the fight. 
Everything we do, Autumn, we're growing in the fight. We can't stop growing in the fight. And I'm telling you, I, I, I catch myself. I get complacent and I, and, and, and Danny, you catch yourself. We all, we find ourselves that many times we just feel like, man, it, again, it can't get much better than this. So I, I can just stop right here. It's when we stop growing. Man, it's when we, we stop and it, it's like all hell breaks loose against us. We feel that, that we've reached this place, Danny, that we no longer need any more growth. We're all still growing. When this happens, God allows times to come into our lives that will move us forward in Him. There, he, he brings times in our life, Chris, to make us grow. Like, we count it all joy. What? Count it all joy. Why would I count it joy that I'm in the mess that I'm in? Why would I count it joy that I'm struggling the way I'm struggling? Why would I count it joy when my, my kids are in a mess, my wife's in a mess, my, my dog's in a mess, everybody's in a mess? Why would I count this a joy? Knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. Man, I need practice. Lots of practice. But these moments, these various trials, these temptations, these fights, whatever we want to call them, they cause us to grow. They should cause us to grow. Let me rephrase that. That's what they're there to do. They cause us to grow. And how we respond to these, Danny, either makes us or breaks us. And there's been times I didn't respond well. And listen to me. When it breaks you, it doesn't just break you. It breaks those around you also. How we respond in our hard times makes us or breaks us. Why is it that when we, we encounter these troubles, when we have these trials, when, we, when, when fights come, many in the church, we quit and give up. We quit and we give up. Over the years, every one of us, if we've been in this thing long enough, we have seen over the years people who just quit church because it got hard. I promise you, it's a whole lot harder without him. Uh, we've watched it, Chipper. We have watched life get hard and people quit serving God. We've, we've seen people quit. Hey, I tell you, when God, for, when the call of God first came on my life and I knew God was calling me to preach, I thought, I'll show him. I'll just quit reading my Bible. I'm going to hurt him. Yeah, let, let me tell you how, how bad that hurt him. That didn't hurt nobody but me. Sunday mornings, I'm making up lies, telling my wife, I ain't going to church because I don't feel good. It's this, it's that, it's everything else. I'll show God. We quit praying because life gets hard. That don't even make sense to me. Like that doesn't, but we do it. I quit praying because life got hard. 
That, I mean, that, that should be the definition of oxymoron right there. I quit praying because life got hard. I've even seen people who get bitter, they get angry at God because they're, they, they look at God and say, you've caused this injustice on my life. We've seen it. We, we, we've experienced it. Many have, we will say, God's been unfair to me. We'll, we'll make the comments. Well, God loves them better than he loves me. And then, We've got the people in the entitlement business that feel like God owes them something. Life is hard, God, you owe me. (laughs) Let me just stop right here and say right now, God doesn't owe any of us anything. God does not owe anybody in this room anything. Because of his mercy and his grace, God chose God chose to bestow on us his blessing. He chose. Not only did he choose, he sent his best. But he chose to do that, not because he owed me, but not because uh, he had to, but listen, he did it because, Chipper, he chose to. And the more we learn that if we submit ourselves to God during the hard times, we'll discover something about God. And then also through that and through the trial and through the fire and through those things, we find out things about ourselves. We, it's through hard times that I found out that I had something in me that I didn't know I had. It's through the fight sometimes that I figured out, man, I do have a little grit about me. It's through the fight that I figure out, man, if I'd have stayed back there, I'd have been in a mess. But because I fought, God brought me through. We have to grow in the fight. God has a purpose for every single trial that comes into our life. And even though we may not like the moment... I've had in my, I've had to make myself stop asking why and start asking what. Because me asking why is not going to change the fact, Lisa, that I'm going through a trial. But what am I going to do? What are you going to do? And what's going to happen? What, 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 what do you want out? What's, what do you want from me out of this? So many of us this morning, we're facing circumstances in life. God can make all things work for your good and your benefit. Know that this morning. God has the power to work things out in your life for the good. I don't care how ugly it looks, how bad it looks. I, I mean, you you may be looking at a place right now that all you're thinking is, it's over, I'm done, there, there's no answer. Listen to me, that's a perfect place to be because that's where God's power will work things out for you if you submit. I, I've learned that that God's perspective is not the same as mine. I can't see it all. God, God, God sees the purpose and the outcome of my trial at the same time. 
And, and here all I see is the pain. All I see is the problem. And God's already saying, if you'll just go with me, if you'll grow through this fight, I already know the outcome. Just get through it. It's good. It, it, it's good. God, God sees the future. The steps of the righteous are ordained of God. Follow Him. God sees the purpose and the outcome of your trial when all you see right now is the pain and the problem. God promises it. This is what's amazing to me, Arville. He promises us His presence in our trial. I'll never leave you or forsake you. Matter of fact, he said, I'll go to the very, very end with you. That's what he said. God God sees it all. God will never leave you. God will never forsake you. And when we're faced with the fight, we discover things about ourselves. We discover a lot of times when we're going through things, Danny, that, that we'll discover what our view of God really is. We'll discover a lot of times, David, our weaknesses and our strengths. Now, we don't like to talk about weaknesses, but we'll find them in the fight. We'll discover how mature of a person and how mature of a Christian we are in the fight. Are we quitting church? Are we quitting serving? Are we quitting reading our Bible? Are we going to quit doing all that stuff? That shows how mature we are as Christians when we do that. We'll discover what our priorities really are in the midst of our fight. We'll, we'll find out if it's God's command or my comfort in the midst of our fight. God is going to have some people, Danny. He's going to have some people, Larry, that have been tried and proven. That's who he's looking for. He's looking for people who have been tried and proven. God is going to have people who have learned to grow up through the fight. God is going to have people, Angie, that have been made stronger and have become more determined to serve him through the fight. He's not looking for people that every time a, a, a various trial or a various temptation or diverse temptations or the fight, whatever we want to call he's not looking for people that every time the fight comes, that, that they get mad at the pastor, they get mad at the church, they get mad at God, they get mad at everybody, and it's them that they that, that's the problem. Oh, boy. I should have wore that shirt this morning again. I need a few of those shirts. <laughs> I need an old boy for every Sunday, Rob. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. God tests us to, to see the best in us. Satan tempts us to bring the worst out in us. That's the difference. This morning, you need to know you can profit from your problems. You can turn trials into victory. 
That's what God, that's what the whole book of the Bible is about, is taking our problems and profiting us from it. Taking all the things that we go through and realize that we have victory. You know, if we're going to grow in the fight, if we're going to profit from our problems, if we're going to turn trials into trials, then we have to face some facts. That we have to look at some things in the face and accept it. And the first thing that we have to look at is trials are a reality. The fight is a reality. Problems in this life is a reality. Danny, problems are inevitable. James chapter 1 verse 2. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into divers temptations. Lisa, he does not say count it all joy if you fall. When you fall. Marshall, it's inevitable. You're going to have problems in life. She's not one of them. We all need to figure that out quick. Problems are inevitable. James didn't say if you encounter a joy, if you encounter a problem, count it joy. He said, when you have problems, when you have trials, when you're going through the fight, you can count on it. You're going to have problems in this life. Again, if you don't have problems, check your pulse. Jesus himself made the statement, in this world you will have tribulation. Peter made the comment, don't be surprised when you have problems. Count on it. It's not an elective that we get to choose in school. Problems are coming. They're a required course. You don't get out of them by saying you don't have anybody. You know, I don't have problems. Rob, you're not immune. Happy, you're not immune. There's not a booster and 37 shots that goes with it that immunes us from problems. Beloved, think it not strange concerning the fiery trial which you is, is to try you as though something strange is happening to you. It's what Peter said. It's not strange. David's going through trials. Rob's going through trials. Don't think it. You're, 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 it's not like I'm picking on you. It's, it, it's life. You live in life. There are problems. They're coming. Don't think it's strange. Don't be surprised by the trials that are coming. Problems, they're not only inevitable, they're unpredictable. What's he say? When you fall into divers temptation. The word fall literally means to fall unexpectedly. It's the same word that's used in the story of the Good Samaritan when the man falls among the thieves. Do you think he fell on purpose among thieves? No, it was unexpected. Trials are not planned. We seldom anticipate the problem that we're going to experience next. It it, it catches you off guard. 
Like, yeah, we know there's a problem coming, but I didn't think it was this. Yes, is that not what we always say? I never expected this. Of all people, I never would have expected this. Of all things, I never would have expected this. That Every problem that comes in our life, that is just about the first words that come out of our mouth. Man, I didn't expect that. Well, no, because you just fell into diverse temptation. You just fell into a various trial. You're fighting. The problem is that we don't want to realize that. And it's probably good that, that, that if we could anticipate problems, we would always run the other way. We would never benefit from problems. I know this sounds weird, but if I knew the problem, and then think about it. Just think about it in general. What do we do when we know there's conflict most of the time? We avoid it. So let me just promise you this. If I know there's a problem right there, I'm going out that way. Because I don't want to face problems. Because, Joe, problems aren't good. Are we sure about that? Brothers, count it all joy. Sometimes we need to go through the problem to find out who we are. We don't, I don't plan to have a flat tire. I don't plan on crisis. I mean, nobody plans on going to the doctor and they say, man, we're going to have to take your leg off. I mean, we don't plan for that stuff. Nobody plans on going to the doctor. I mean, we're just here for a, a, a well visit. Your blood work come back bad. We want to run more tests. And next thing you know, they're putting in a port and running chemo through your body. Nobody wants to hear this. I mean, we don't plan for this stuff. It's, it's unplanned. It's unpredictable. It, it, it's life. It's what we least expect. Danny, that's what makes a problem a problem. It's, they're inconvenient. Has anybody ever had a convenient problem? It's, it's inconvenient and suddenly you fall into it. And then he goes on and he says, count it all joy when you fall into divers. A lot, different, various, various trials. Why can't all my trials just be the same, Larry? Then I'll know how to get through it the next time. Man, they come in all shapes. They come in all sizes. And one thing about problems, you don't get bored with them. They they come in that variety pack. Have you ever tried to match paint? Walk around this place. We got 37 shades of gray and can't find the one that goes to the right gray. The only one that I know is that one out there because everybody says it's gray. And I said, nope, it's brown. 
And that's and everybody's like, that ain't brown. And I said, Angie's paint said brown. <laughs> so if you can find the gray that says brown, that's the that one out there. That's the dark. But seriously, try to match up paint. They come in a paint comes in a wide variety of grays. Divers temptations. Lisa, many problems. The New American Standard Bible says when you encounter various trials. The Christian English version says have a lot of trouble. We're going through a lot of stuff. And we prayed about it in our our, our, our pre-service prayer. There are so many people that are walking through our doors every single service with smiles on their face, and we have no idea what they're going through when they leave this place. We we, We walk in here, we all have smiles, we all have fist bumps, we all have hugs. We have no clue what they, I have no clue what David's kids are going through. I have no clue what him and Katie's, uh, uh, what they're going through in their finances. I have no clue really what their health problems are. We have no clue what is going on in people's homes. And, and, and But they're, everybody in this room is going through various trials. And the one trial that they don't need, the one problem that they don't need is us against them. Let's not add one to them. That was free. That ain't even in the notes. But there's problems everywhere. There's shades and and varieties. And and there's some, Danny, that's they're not big problems. Then there's some that's like, oh, my Lord. The intensity is different. The the length. Man, Larry's problem was only a day. I'm in day seven. Why, why is mine longer than his? Why, I mean, why is, why is his problem gotta be like a day and mine is two weeks? It's like Baskin Robbins, man, 31 flavors. There's reasons for your trials. Look at verse three. Knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. But let patience have her perfect work, her complete work, that you may be perfect or mature and entire, finished, wanting nothing. Man, get through this. Because at the end, lacking nothing. That's what it says. Our trials, as bad as we hate to say this, but they have a purpose. Pain can be productive. I I heard somebody the other day, they was preaching, and they said, pressure produces. I thought, what in the world is he talking about? When you're suffering, you can still accomplish something. When I mean... Problems have value in our lives. James says, knowing this. In other words, Rob, he's saying, you have to learn this. You have to know this. That what you're going through is eventually going to perfect you. Know this. Isn't it good to know 
that the fight that you're going through right now, what you're facing, the problem that you're encountering, it has a purpose. I mean, it's not just a problem. And I think a lot of times that's what we see. We, we only look at it, Chris, and say, that's a problem. We don't look at it with the, the, the mindset of what's the purpose of it. What, and, and I think that's why we don't learn from our problems. Because we just look at them, Jack, as problems. And then when they finally, we really didn't get rid of them, we just kind of scooted them off to the side. We don't learn from them, and that's why we have Christians who have been in church for 40 years and we're still committing the same stupid mistakes over and over and over because we never learn from the problem. You're going through whatever you're going through for a reason. When you go through troubles, when you go through trials, James says God's doing something in your life. They sung that song this morning about refiner. Have we ever thought that maybe he's purifying our faith? He uses the word trying or testing. James is using this word. He's he's talking about purifying or, or testing gold. When you heat the gold up, what does it do? It gets hot enough, and now all those impurities, what do they call it, the dross? It, it, it gets rid of, all, it, it all gets burnt up, and you have this beautiful piece of gold. And if any of y'all have any and you want to give it to me, I'll take it. He has tested me through the refining fire, and I have come out as pure gold, is what Job said. The first things trials do is they test our faith. They purify us. I read this and it's funny, but it's true. Christians are like a lot of tea bags. You don't know what's inside them until you drop them in hot water. Then you know. Your faith is developed when things don't go plan- like they're planned. Your faith develops when you don't feel like doing what's right. James says it purifies our faith. Christians, I heard somebody one day said Christians are like steel. When they're tested, they come out stronger. I, it's kind of like a, a, a kid when they break their bone. They always say, when a child breaks their bone, it comes back stronger. A little kid, in I think he's a year behind Isaiah and a year, maybe a year or two in front of Riley. But last year he was playing baseball, and he just he threw a he threw a pitch and it snapped his arm up up here, snapped the bone. And I talked, I was subbing the other day, and I got to talk to him and ask him how he was doing. He said. Oh, man, he said, I've never been this strong in my arm. And I said, like, what? And he was like, yeah. He said, doctor said the, that break was probably the best thing that happened to me. He said, it made my arm stronger. Problems make us stronger.
Problems help us persevere. The trying of your faith worketh patience. The testing of your faith produces perseverance is what James is telling us there, Larry. He's talking about staying power. He's talking about endurance. The the ability to keep on going when you don't want to go. The Greek definition here literally means the ability to stay under pressure. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is sit down at the right hand of the throne of God. We don't like pressure, and we do everything in the world to avoid pressure. We run from it. We hide from it. We'll do anything to get away from pressure. And God uses problems in our lives to teach us how to handle pressure. How to never give up. How to make us mature. They make us like Jesus. I mean, they, they help us mature. They, they help me grow, Danny. The testing of your faith produces perseverance that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. That's the long range, the goal of God in our lives. The ultimate purpose in our life is to reach maturity. Is that not what we want to see out of our kids? That day's coming soon for all of us. They, they do, I, they, I think they mature. And then I look at me and I think maybe they don't. God is much more interested, Larry, in building my character than he is making me comfortable. God's number one purpose in my life is to make me like Jesus Christ. Man, he's got his work cut out. (laughs) Some of us make it rough on him. I've come to figure out that if God's going to make me like Jesus, I'm going to have to go through things like Jesus. The Bible says that two ways that God makes us like Jesus, one's through the word, sanctify them through thy truth. The word is truth. The word matures us. But even if you read the Bible two hours a day, how many hours of your life are we not reading the word of God? And then I think the other way, that God makes us like Jesus is through circumstances of our life. So many Christians say everything was going great until I got saved. Then all these problems came. Maybe God doesn't love me. Maybe I'm not a Christian. Maybe maybe I'm not really saved. Maybe, maybe I missed the boat. You're exactly where God wants you. (laughs) If you're in the process of growing in the fight, you're exactly where God wants you. He's making you like Jesus. Romans 8, 28, we know that all things work together for good 
Not all things are good, but they work together for good if we love God and are called according to his purpose. We read that verse, but the secret of Romans chapter 8, verse 28, is verse 29. For whom he did foreknow, he did predestine to become conformed to the image of the Son of God. His original plan was that we would be like Jesus. We do all things work together for the good. We'll say that, but do you realize the purpose of that is to make me like Christ? Not just so I get a prize. Selena, if you'll come on to the piano. I think the biggest obstacle that we have and we all need to learn this morning is we just, we, Lisa, we need to learn to respond to trials. I said it earlier, the response of our trials determines the outcome of our trials. How we respond. Our trials are either going to make us or they're going to break us. It's a matter of how do we respond. You want me to tell you how you respond? Count it all joy. We respond in joy. Woohoo! Another problem! Yes! <laughs> yeah. Would that not like just make the devil mad? Woo! Another problem. When I get through this one, I'm going to look more like my Jesus. I bet you if we'd act that way and be sincere, that problem wouldn't be half as bad as we make it. Because our mindset's going to be, are you kidding me? This don't, ha- this don't count on a golf course. I done told y'all, God's everywhere but on the golf course. Count it all joy when the people in front of you <laughs> won't go. Different sermon. Honestly, though, have you ever heard anybody say, What a joy! I got another problem today. That's what James told us to do. Man, when I get through it, I'm going to look more like Jesus. We go in at that mindset instead of, are you kidding me? In it, I'm going to look nothing like Jesus. Can we be honest there for a minute? If the, if the, 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 the fight or the trial or the temptation or whatever it is 
If it's there for a purpose to make me, to perfect me and to make me more into the image of Christ, man, if I fail the test, like we typically a lot of times do in our problems, we look nothing like Jesus. And a lot of times in our problems, that's when you hear the people saying, I thought they were saved. Don't they go to that fountain of life worship center down there? I, I'm, hey, my toes are curled too, so. Count it all joy. That is nowhere near normal to how we respond to troubles. We are going nuts because they cut us off at the stop at the stop sign. Oh, lit, little trouble, no problem really. And our first response is always mad. Count it all joy. Count it. Accountants, what do they do? They add up numbers so it makes sense on a balance sheet. You you work at a bank, you punch numbers all day. That's what you do. I mean, you're making sure, you're adding. She's counting to make sure that it makes sense on a balance sheet. Sometimes our trials do not add up. They don't add up. From my standpoint, from my advantage, from my perspective, this just does not make any sense. But we can count it all joy because from the very beginning, God sees the end and he's already counted it up. Say something positive about it. Something that will bring honor and glory to Jesus while at the same time making us more like Him. And the last thing we do is we we respond with prayer. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask God that giveth to all men liberally and umbraideth not, and it shall be given him. But let him ask in faith, nothing wavering, for he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea driven with the wind and tossed. How do we handle trials? Let me tell you how we should handle trials. We go to prayer and we ask God for understanding. God I know there's something good in this for me. What? What do I need to do? What do I need to wait on you to do? And what is the prize at the end of the Cracker Jack box? God, there's a plan in your hand in this moment. 
And when we're in that moment, go back to what Paul said. There hath no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful. Who will not suffer you to be tempted above that you are able, but will with the temptation also make a way to escape that you may be able to bear it. I've never liked that last sentence because he doesn't say that you don't have to go through it. It would make that whole statement a whole lot better, Chris. But it doesn't say that. He says that you will be able to bear it. You can go through it. You can get through it. You can you can count it all joy all the way to the end. You're not by yourself. There are people in the body. There are people in this church who have experienced what you're experiencing right now. And they've seen God bring them through. You may feel that God's allowed more on you to cut more to come on you than you can be able, but that's not true. We have to understand what wisdom is. And somebody once told me, wisdom is the ability to properly apply and use the knowledge you that, that you've give, been given correctly. Some of you are teachers. When you give tests, do you give tests to see your students fail? You give them tests to see what they know. You give them tests to to help them later. But most teachers want students to pass the test. Because here's what I'm learning, talking to teachers, been around them a little bit, and just if if you've got a class that is all D's and F's, the teacher looks bad. I mean, I can see a couple D's and F's just from students that don't want to learn anything, but when you are a teacher and you have a class that is hovering around the average, that doesn't look good on a teacher. God does not want his students with the averages in the test. Ask in faith. We have to believe God's going to give us wisdom to get through the problems. He's trying to make us like Christ. He packed a cross up a hill and conquered death. I close with this. Verse 12, Blessed is the man that endureth temptation. For when he is tried, he shall receive the crown of life which the Lord hath promised to them that love him. Man, God just said there's a reward to this. It's not just a a, a problem just so he can sit and 
watch us go through. There's a reward. I don't think when we get to heaven that all the rewards are going to go out to pastors and preachers and Billy Grahams. I think there's going to be people who quietly put up with difficult situations in life and they developed a character of Jesus Christ and he's going to be there and he's going to say, here's the crown of life. (laughs) When the fight is finished and the purpose is accomplished, Lisa, there is a reward. So again, I say what Ben said last week, don't get weary in well-doing. God not only wants us to receive the reward, He he wants us to love Him more. God wants to crown you with eternal, everlasting, never-ending love, church. So will we learn to grow in the fight? Is your fight going to drive you closer to God? Or is it going to drive you further away? Danny fights, trials, temptations, they're part of life. They have purpose in this life. They they provoke a response from us. But here's one thing. The trials of this life are going to bring forth rewards. God, this morning... I'm asking you to help us to trust you in in times of our life, in those moments of uncertainty. God, let us rest on your words, on your comfort. God, I know there's people in this room. They're facing issues. They're facing trials. They're facing fights. And some may even feel like that they're weak. They've been overcome with fear. They have doubt. My prayer this morning is is that you would help them to feel your presence right now. Remind our hearts this morning that your words are to fear not. Help us to rest assured this morning that today you promise that you will fight our battles. They may be our problems, but you fight the battle. You go before us. God wants to fight your battle this morning. I don't know what your battle is. I don't know what you're fighting, what you're facing. But any situation that you're fighting this morning that's bigger than you is a giant. And you can't let this giant continue to intimidate you. The old cliche, we have to face the giant. But I promise you, if you will fight 
God will give the victory. If you're fighting this morning, you're going through something. Can you come to this altar? Can we switch that over to this is how I fight my battles? Come on, if you're fighting a battle, somebody has to be first. Come on, is there more? You're fighting battles right now. Some of you ladies want to come in and kind of fill in behind these ladies. Some of you men in behind the men. Let's fight with them. Let's fight with them.
Thanks for listening with us today. We hope that you have been challenged, inspired, or God has changed you somehow or in some way by what you have heard. If you would like to learn more about Fountain of Life Worship Center, find us at our website at folwc.com, on Facebook at facebook.com slash folwc, or in person. If you have a prayer request that you would like us to join in praying with you, please head to our prayer page at folwc.com slash prayer and click the image that reads prayer request. If you'd like to support this ministry, you can go to our website, folwc.com, and click give at the top of the page. Join us every Thursday for a new podcast. Hit subscribe on the Apple Podcast app, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast to keep up with our most recent podcast episode. Have a great day, and God bless you all.